Hello and welcome to The Reaction, recording live in the 13th Note uh, pub in Glasgow. I am your host, Christopher Gallagher, and we are going to talk through Celtic's uh, 4-0 victory over Aberdeen at Celtic Park on Saturday the 18th of uh, February. I don't know why I said that because it's in the title. Um, but we also have um, commentary, commentary, we also have audio from the press conference, which our good friend Keith McGinty uh, attended today. So that will come straight after the, the um, actual uh, analysis part of the, the podcast. So listen out for that. Who am I joined by today? I'm enjoyed by two of the best in the business. Barry Gallagher's here. Hello, Barry. How are you? Very good, thanks. Uh, Sodden would be the, the word to describe I am, but um, Celtic played some good stuff today, so... Let's get our teeth into it. Absolutely tremendous hat, Barry. Is that from, like, 2007? Um, it was actually, I think it's from maybe Ronnie's first season. But yeah. I only found it um, pretty much with tags on it and in a box uh, recently. So, bringing it back. Yeah, it brings out your eyes. You look tremendous. Thank you. Um, Claire Wilde is also here. Hello, Claire. How are you? I'm very well. I'm excited to be part of the reaction crew in the pub. I've never done this before. Oh, it, oh have you oh. never? I don't think I have reacted in the pub interesting um, myself and Barry attended the match um, Claire Wilde uh, watched it on television at home um, through legal is it even a, a point <laughs> we've got a box we've got a box in the house uh, like, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about the game because um, it was great it was a, a really interesting game of football it's obviously the game before the cup final uh, Barry what are your general thoughts on the game overall it was good um I think going into the game, um, Aberdeen, even though they've been in the doldrums, it's always traditionally one of the bigger games of the season. I think the fact that it was Saturday 3pm just gave it extra spice. And as you say, it's sort of the build-up um, for this big week starts today. So, started really well, perfect start. Um, I thought it, points were excellent. Yeah. Um, the game kind of, kind of maybe dipped a wee bit just after half-time and then we ramped up again. So, overall... A great day's business and um, some really good things to that we can discuss in detail, I think. Excellent. Uh, Claire, um, how did you find the game? General thoughts overall? Um, very similar to Barry. Um, not really worried beforehand and going into it. And then I thought the game was, you know, to get that goal so quickly meant that you could sort of immediately relax while you're watching it, which is always a nice position to be in. And, you know, especially to have those two goals early on, even though nothing came until a lot later. We just, we were so much in control the whole time Aberdeen really had nothing yeah Aberdeen had no shots on target for the second ga game in a row against Celtic which I, I imagine if you're an Aberdeen fan you would be a little bit embarrassed by that um, just general thoughts of, um, we don't normally do this Barry but general thoughts on how Aberdeen played very poorly um, we could see I think that Robson's it was very vocal at the side of the pitch um, from what I could um, sort of interpret, it was as if about keeping shape, and they did try to play on the break. I thought using the pace of um, Duke and Johnny Hayes, who's still incredibly fast, it, given his how fitness old he is. is insane. Yeah, and he goes non-stop. Um, but yeah, they're not a great side, are they? No. Um, it's hard to see, even if they have improved any under Robson. Um, because you can see a lot of goals, and as you say, they don't offer much uh, attacking threat going forward. So. It's not a good time to be an Aberdeen fan, I would suggest. I would suggest it's never a good time to be an Aberdeen oh, fan. Yes, I'll oh, yes, I agree with you. And as we've mentioned before, the whole jelly bean scenario 
They're not helping themselves, are they? Clear? Nah, I'm all joking. Uh, she had no idea what I was talking about. Aberdeen, Aberdeen, can I kick a jelly bean? You know, all, all that par. Uh, I have heard you say that before. Uh, the lineup, the team uh, was released, uh, and let's talk through it. Joe Hart was in goals. Um, Johnson. Uh, right back, Carter Vickers, Starfell at centre half, Taylor at left back. Then we had Callum McGregor, Hitati, and O'Reilly in midfield with O starting. Um, and Maeda and Jota. I've got a comparison, I've got a player comparison for O. We'll get to that. Uh, when you saw the team, Claire, what was your thoughts? Happy with that? Any omissions that you would have Very happy with that. I think, like everyone, the um, O'Reilly starting, Moy not starting, but then that's an injury thing I think or you know and maybe a rotational thing in a game like this as well and obviously O is the news he's a new shiny toy yeah exactly so that's exciting to see and otherwise I mean almost exactly what you would expect because you might expect a couple of changes from in a game like this especially before the game next weekend yeah absolutely Um, I'll get Barry's point of view in a second Bain Kuyogo Haksabanovic Abada Kobayashi Iwata Bernabe Forrest and Ralston were on the bench Um, Barry the big kind of exclusion was as Claire mentioned the fact that there was no Moy and there was no Turnbull they weren't even on the bench as far as I'm aware, I missed the press conference last yesterday, but he said that they are available due to illness and fitness issues. Yeah, I'd heard about Turnbull, but I hadn't heard about Moy being out. Um, but I think with O'Reilly's such a good player, and I think the way that he came on to the game last Saturday night, um, he looked right up for it. And you can tell now when anyone comes into the team, they're really itching to impress. I know that Turnbull didn't do that last week, but O'Reilly, I think is desperate to be on that team for for next week and when you see the team come out and you see the Kyogo you kind of fear the worst but when you saw he was on the bench that, that was good and I thought it was excited I was excited going to the game with CEO he was the, the one that kind of caught my eye when I read the, the team lines yeah me too um, also it's good it's good to just have a really consistent backline Claire um, you obviously follow the women's team in detail and that's something that Fran Alonso does he just consistently swaps out <coughs> the back line and, but to have this consistency it shows how well we're doing big fan of a consistent back line yeah. <laughs> as, you, as soon as you said that I was thinking of the women's team and how we know what our best back line is and when it gets muddled around with it, it's really frustrating and I think that yeah to have this it just gives you that sense of like sort of almost being able to do more fun things and have more experimentation up front when you can rely on your well we'll talk about maybe a couple of things that Joe Hart did later but Jojo. <laughs> but at least in front of him happy with that yeah but yeah, I think it's always they always say that isn't it that um, a solid backline is what wins your titles clean sheets and um, it gives the team that confidence I think when there's that solid base to, to build from because yeah I thought not to jump ahead but um, I thought Starfield was really good today he didn't seem nothing that I can think of have that that noise that you make <laughs> the word, that one I was going to do it there I thought no <laughs> but um, yeah I thought he was excellent CCV his usual self Taylor brilliant and I think that it was one of Johnson's better games today as well in terms of being aggressive and starting to see that he's starting to learn the role a wee bit better so no, all, all good on the defensive front um, From the mid- midfield perspective Taylor McGregor had um, Sorry, McGregor, Hitati, O'Reilly. Um, O'Reilly's been making cameos the last couple of games. He's not necessarily started the year. I don't want to jump ahead to next week either, but after his performance today, is it 
more of a question mark rather than a confirmation. What's your thoughts? Definitely, yeah. It's definitely given Ange something to think about. Um, and I think how good like we we spoke kind of or it was well publicised last season the, the triangles out wide with O'Reilly coming over the right hand side and I yeah. think he saw that with mainly Jota today I know that Maeda and Jota swapped wings but O'Reilly looked back to his um, his best the close control his passing and um, generally getting across the pitch so for me if you'd asked last week I'd have said Moy has to start but now and that's a good thing I think that there's yeah. competition for places so probably still leaning towards Moy because of what he's done over the last five to six weeks but if O'Reilly started I don't think I would have any complaints No, not at all uh, Claire, in regards to the forward line Jota, Maida all happy with that? Um, yeah, like I said excited to see Owen how he performed um, Jota on the right I don't know I, you know how you just have this instinctive feeling about where you want to see players be Yeah, and I Jota on the right kind of makes me I, he played really I think he played really well today I think he's got qualities on both sides we've discussed this before but for me it's just not I prefer him the other side but that's per- entirely personal preference uh, no I think you're right and I actually think that I think Jota from the first whistle looked bang up for it um, it was, I remember early on he slid into that challenge um, that Willie Collum gave a foul for as he did every time they fell down but I actually think I thought Jota and Maeda were both good today but I think when Maeda had that wee cameo on the right for Maybe about 10-15 minutes of the first half, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, not to say that Jota wasn't good on the right, but I just think you've got more... To get Jota on the left, he's got that trick that he can come inside and have a shot and stuff. Yeah. But I'd, I thought it was interesting, because I, I would prefer my head on the left as well. But I thought when he had that wee cameo, he looked like he could do real damage on the right as well. Absolutely. And, I mean, Jota was just pinging those balls across yeah. at the, right at the start of the game. and that, But that's what he does on that side. And he, like you said, he does something entirely different on the other side. And it's just a question of, yeah. what who, I guess, who he's playing with as well. Yeah, and I think I think because it's, t- tends, it's tended to be the way of football for the last 20 years, like the inverted wingers and stuff. But Jota, as a right footer, I think, see, if you think of 4-4-2 from... The nineties, early two thousands, he'd Love be perfect it. out there. But I think because he, he's got, he can go both inside and out on the left hand side, whereas on the right hand side he always tends to just go more like a traditional winger. Yeah. So I think he maybe lose something there. But I thought, as I say, I thought he was exceptional today uh, on both wings. And I thought he was exceptional from the, the get go. Let's let's kind of focus on. I, we always do that thing on the rundown for the reaction of how did we start? And as I was typing that in, because I have to take notes during the game. Uh, Callum McGregor. Um, we scored a goal. That's we how we started. Goal. Uh, we scored a goal very early on, three minutes in. Claire, what did you make of the goal? Talk, have you got a detail of the goal itself? Um, yeah. So, I mean, Callum McGregor scores, and it's it's off. Uh, Jota heads it at Callum McGregor's feet, basically, and it's just a very quick decision from Callum to go right. I'm having a shot here, and it's so accurate, and it's so fast, and it's so powerful that it just beats the goalkeeper. Partly, probably, because he wasn't expecting that to happen I mean it's that classic just go yeah. if yeah. you can get that in under under two minutes which it was by about two seconds I think and that's ideal oh two minutes okay I've got it down I've got it down as three Barry um, it's that thing isn't it as soon as it goes under the second minute it's actually the third minute <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no, I, I calm down Stefan <laughs> um, in regards to the, the goal itself though like just before that Celtic really came out of the blocks really aggressive and really up for it today Barry definitely and I think just before I think it might actually be the same move. It maybe goes out for a throw-in, but Jota sort of has that um, kind of cross-come shot that the keeper 
palms are way out. Yeah. And then I think we take the, the throw in from there and then the cross comes in. But the way that McGregor strikes it's so sweet. Um, I think the last two games against Aberdeen, you've, you've been able to see McGregor's prowess from sort of the edge of the box. Obviously, at Patodre, it was more measured because he was running with the ball. But this one, he strikes it so clearly. And as Claire says, the keeper gets something on it, but it was going in no matter what. It was ball and keeper into the net, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I think talking to people working up to the game, some pals and stuff, it was like, if we can get that early goal, it'll really settle the place down and perfect start. And as you say, Gav, as well, I think even without the goal, you just something felt that we were right up for it today, yeah. even before we scored. Um, I basically... And I'll give you my thoughts on the goal as well. Like, I just put here the first kind of word I put down is like relentless, yeah. because as soon as the ball game kicked off, Claire, we just completely pinned Aberdeen back. Yeah, but sometimes we have done that in the past where we've come out really quickly from the blocks and then kind of dropped off after like three minutes. We've had that kind of burst, and if nothing's come of it, it's kind of all suddenly calmed down. And then so it to get a some, it's yeah. a totally different picture before you once you get that goal in, in that period of time I think Yeah, I think as well like, it reminded me almost, remember last year we talked about how we had the hoodoo at the Tony Macaroni at Amundville where, but then we had the sort of we camped inside their half like pushed them so high up the pitch and I think I know that that's what we tend to do at home games anyway but it seemed like a noticeable difference today like how high up the centre halves were as well Yes, um, and we really strangled the life out of Aberdeen straight away it was as if get this game won because of we know what's ahead of us well that's what I want to ask you do you think a lot uh, the game plan today was kill this game as quickly as you can and then because there's a notable shit well, not to jump ahead but there is a notable drop off in the second half and Ange actually mentioned that and as, as I was listening to BBC walking back from the stadium and he mentioned that there was a lull in the second half do you think their plan was kill it as quickly as you can and then take it not take it easy but like play out the game I almost conserve conserve energy yeah. um, without getting slack but no I, I think that's definitely a credible point um, it seemed that way almost it reminded me of say, like initiatives like you always think of the kind of age old story where Jimmy Johnson didn't want to fly to the European <laughs> yeah. game and it was almost like Jock said you go out and win it on the first leg and then you don't need to go but you had to go anyway it was almost as if Ange had thrown down the gauntlet go out get the game won, conserve energy and we'll have a nice easy week into the final next week. They're not going to have an easy week. No. No, no. He's, he, he's, done a, he's done a stain on them. He's done a stain. <laughs> um, but yeah, just so relentless. Um, was it, Was it? obviously myself and Barry were at the game, so was it Jota that knocked the ball down? I've, I've got my, I've got O knocked the ball down, but is that wrong? I think, well, in, in, to, in the first to McGregor's goal. feet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Jota. Oh no, no, I'm not doubting you at yeah. all. I just, I just also doubt away because I miss things and I get things wrong all the time. Darling, <laughs> ha have faith in yourself, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, Celtic just come out of the, the blocks and were relentless. And I've just put here the amount. Uh, no, no. I was just going to say uh, something else that was kind of clear and obvious to see is how often we threaded balls into the, I guess you would call it the half space. Through to me, um, through to Maeda, who was running onto it. Through to Jota. At, at points, I felt like I was watching a Renaissance painting. A lot, like it was beautiful. Yes. It was artistic. It was delightful. Um, Barry, we played some incredible stuff. On your I was just going to, yeah, I totally agree with that. But I think, see the fact we had Owen there today, I think that really helped that type of play because 
I, can, I, I know that from the, the footage we've seen in the scouting stuff, he did like to work the channels, but he seems like a very selfless player, which I didn't expect. Because um, there was a couple of times, maybe to his detriment, where, as you say, we had that threaded ball. I think there was one where Taylor cut it right across the six-yard box. Um, there was another one where O'Reilly put it right across the goal line. Yeah, yeah. And you could see how frustrated O was with, o was with himself because he wasn't in there. But on the flip side of that, he'd created that by using his body and going to either side, which I really liked. He's, he's happy to use his left foot, right foot, but use his body really well as well. Um, Claire, at points, just after we score the first goal, there's points where just, we're just really toying with Aberdeen at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's when Jota starts pinging those balls across and it just, you know, I think before the second goal they get it gets into the Celtic half maybe twice. Yeah. <laughs> um the the I actually burst out laughing because see Mayofsky, right, who's the Aberdeen striker, um he get he somehow he, he, he wins the ball, there's a slack pass and he wins the ball in the halfway lane and he starts attacking and um, he goes to pass inside but there's no one inside and he literally jumps up and throws his hands up as if to say come on you fuck what am I supposed to do which you could completely understand um, but see the Jota made a switch Jota's got the ball on the right hand side and he basically picks it up and he drifts across to the left hand side and he basically touches Maeda. While he's got the ball, he touches Maeda, and Maeda kind of goes, "Oh, right, okay." And you can see him like switching, like just go to the other side. And just, just in real time. Yeah, it's just, just like this right. Let's swap. See, just that move you're talking about when Jota does that. It reminded me, see, when you see like in films when they're traveling cross country, but it just shows you the map and it shows you the dots, like how they've travelled. I was like, it's just like no one's stopping him. He's just like walking across. And the fact that you say we had that much space and time for our wingers to swap, basically in real time. Yeah, um, showed how much dominance we had but as I say I, I can't pay Jota enough compliments for his performance today and that'd been a lot of worry I know there was talk of that um, on the weekly wasn't there that he maybe hasn't hit the heights of last year but he's starting to come good just at the right time um, and hopefully he can have a big performance in the, the big games coming up Absolutely it was very very clear from early on Claire that Jota was up for it but Maeda was too and like who were you enjoying when the, the game the first half was kind of breaking out Jota I mean I'm sure we will come on to talk about Rio Hatate shortly I don't know if that it's the time now we're going to talk about we'll, we'll talk about him in a second because <laughs> he is nah, you start the talk start well, the no, talk. Are you, you asked me to pick pick out of Jota and Maeda to start with no just like who in general in that half were you is it Rio Hatate is that who you were loving because holy fuck yeah I mean yeah, yes yes it was <laughs> I, I agree with Barry that I thought Jota was excellent I, I really enjoyed watching him Maeda I felt like maybe he was having one of those games where he was doing things but it just wasn't going to quite it, it wasn't that he sometimes feels like he's been sprinkled with magical dust and sometimes it's like someone's left the magical dust at home and it felt like maybe today the magical dust had been left at home which isn't to say he isn't still an excellent footballer I, I, his touch a couple of times really frustrated there was a bit just and I think it might actually have been not to jump ahead but there was a period and that goes against what I said because it was when he was on the, the right wing but I think it was the last kick of the ball just before half time and he does one of those balloon crosses and he's always got at least one of them a game. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, like for white off, is it? That's fine. Um Rio Hitati scores the second goal and talk me through it, Barry. What I loved about this goal when it goes back to what I was saying about O. So O comes really deep for this. Um almost sort of halfway between the halfway line and, and a penalty box. And he takes the ball off Johnson, I think, and he does one of those lovely sort of James Forrest outside of the, the boot passes 
um, I think it's out to Cyrus Taylor or O'Reilly and then they feed it into Hatati who takes the ball and then he's got one thing in his mind and he delays and he delays and it's that thing they always say he probably doesn't have that much time but because he's so confident and so charismatic on the ball he just waits and waits and then puts it in the bottom corner and it's just someone who is bang on form um, is, is he the best player in the country? yes by far I think um, and I think you can start to I think you can see how the other players appreciate him now as well and maybe like he kind of teased us with it last year but the last three to four weeks and that's I think generally across the season he's been great but again someone who's just motoring along nicely right as we get to I hate the phrase the business end of the season but I'm going to use it yeah of course um, <laughs> Claire what, what was your take on Hitati's performance today I mean <clears throat> just that goal that what you just said there about what did you say his charisma and confidence on the ball like his confidence to just sort of plough into like a group of like opposition defenders and just be like as if they're not there sometimes like he knows he can get through and he knows he can make something happen where another player would absolutely pass the ball or go move backwards or do something completely different he just goes for it and then before he strikes the ball for that goal he's just surrounded yeah. isn't he it, it was some, it was beautiful to watch I, I think what maybe we've had obviously had gifted midfielders in the past and they've maybe had one thing that's maybe not maybe a flaw that's maybe why they're at us or whatever but I think to have someone who's so nimble sort of on the ball but to have that physicality it's almost like he's got like the physicality of a Petrov I think but far more technically gifted oh yeah um, and I think obviously you hope that he has his immediate future with us but I think he's someone who could go at the, really, uh, the, the very top because he's starting to dominate games now and control games almost by himself yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, with, with Rio Hitati, with this goal, which took place in the 13th minute, um, one of the notes I took was Hitati's feet for the finish in the box was exceptional. And I'm going to, I will put a caveat to that by saying in the first half, because his feet in the second half for his goal, exceptional again. <laughs> um, he's, just, he's just an unbelievably talented footballer. And, you know, we're running out of superlatives for him, Barry. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as I say, like it's just it's just a joy to watch. I think last season he, he showed sort of glimpses of it, didn't he? But I think now with he's sort of. I remember when we first were linked with him, he said like he was the sort of he was the perfect player for the system. Um, and I think that's that is bang on because you notice when he doesn't play. You noticed that last Saturday when he was on the bench, the system isn't as strong. And we always talk about that thing. The system is our sort of key player. Yeah. But when Hatati's in it, it's more than a key player. Like he contributes to the system more than anyone else. Maybe Taylor because of how important he is. But that, but in terms of ability, Hatati's street said. Claire, your thoughts on Hatati um, as that kind of key player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. I, by the way, I think it was Taylor who put the ball in for Hatati for that goal. Right, okay. So just to clarify that, and that he just has that kind of quality like as a fan watching it he's got that quality like when watching the women's team Amy Gallagher has got it that yeah. there are certain moments where a player like that gets the ball and you just think something's gonna happen here you yeah. just sort of it's like a feeling and you and you can only imagine that if that's what you're feeling as a fan watching it to have a player like that next to you in your team must be a completely different feeling to 
to play to play next to and yeah. give you that confidence and it kind of radiates outwards. I think, I think that's a great point. There's almost like a different noise in the stadium when he gets on the ball. Yeah. Um, it's like a almost like a gasp of expectation that something's going to happen here because... Yeah, see, it's know. interesting that you bring up Petrov, right, because <clears throat> I'm not necessarily a fan, even though we all do it, I'm not necessarily a fan of comparing players. I'm going to compare O to someone in a minute. Um, <laughs> but... See, the attributes he has that are Petrov-esque, I completely see them, right? But he seems to me to be a guy who, there are literally four or five midfielders that we've had over the last 20 years that you could pick. And, you know, it's like Hitati, he's an outline, and like there's different colours that represent different players within him. And it just seems like he doesn't fit the mould of any one specific player. He seems to fit the mould of parts of different players. And that's really unique. Yeah. And right. that's really special, and um, he's I, fucking brilliant. I think it's often the case where, and it, it sometimes shows up in Europe, and you think like, and, and I'm not a fan, I'm not a lover of English football at all or the Premiership, but you often think our players they look good in Scotland, but then you think when it comes up to the physicality, you look at like midfielders like De Bruyne and stuff, where other players just bounce off them. But I think I really do think Hatati has that physicality where yeah. he could go. You see how much time. He buys himself with using like putting his putting his backside, yeah, yeah, using it to good effect, um, and it's just it's just a complete player. Um, it's a sh- it's not a shame, but we don't really mention how good Callum McGregor is anymore. <laughs> like we just don't mention him because he's consistently good, Claire. Yeah, I mean he's that reliable presence that again is probably doing a lot more for the other players on the team in that system than we realise because it sort of doesn't look remarkable a lot of the time what he's doing because it's but he's so solid he's not doing any of the flashy stuff obviously it was great to see him score the goal today right at the beginning just just kind of kick things off because like you said you're like oh my god that we sort of haven't seen anything like that from him just for a while yeah so Um, so yeah. yeah he scores this goal he sets the tone and then he just does his job. Yeah. It reminds me of Lambert. I, fuck, I just... Five minutes ago said I don't like comparing players. But when I say... Comparing them to Lambert, what I mean is... Lambert ne- didn't necessarily get the... I don't think they're very... I don't think they're similar players. I just mean that he does all the work. And sometimes you don't even realise. And then you go back and watch the game. And you're like, oh my God, this guy's controlling the entire game. Yeah. Definitely. I think that... I think in terms of personalities as well they're like kind of both Lambert and him quite quiet um, reserved characters um, just going with a job yeah you know that they've got it in them if they have to if they have to get riled up and they have to scream and shout they will but quietly effective um, and they let all the other players round about them do what they, they will and I think the point about you ask any player ask Joe Hart who's played with superstars down south um, other guys who've had good careers they always say how McGregor is the main man and I know, that, I know that sounds obvious because he's the captain, but I think in terms of ability, he just sets the tone, and I think he'd be quite happy with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, our new South Korean striker, O. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire, what did you like about him? Um, nice to see him get a start. I, I'm still a bit undecided. Like, he didn't... You know, sometimes players come into the side and you... Instantly, instantly, sort of go, oh yay or nay. It, he's definitely not one of those for me. I, I want to see a lot more of him. I'd be, I'm really happy for him to be included in 
Andrew's squad. I'm not sure about some of the bit, like it's too early maybe for the the big stage, but definitely happy. And he seems to have, he seems to be fitting in well with the players around him and know quite quickly what his job is supposed to be. But it's just, I think for me, it's just a question of seeing that a bit more. Him score, you know, once he's got a few goals and yeah. he's kind of up and running, it'll be much easier to form Make a, a solid opinion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, absolute. that, that's a bit of a cop out, but. We love a cop out, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> great film, Eddie Murphy. Um, Barry, your thoughts? I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with what, obviously, the little we've seen of him so far. Obviously, good for him to start today. I don't think he had many chances to score, which is disappointing when you're a striker. But there was a, I sat with my nephew at the football, and there was a bit where the first half he came over, and um, I think he was sort of helping out that sort of triangle I was talking about with Johnson, O'Reilly, and... Um, Jota and he just came in used his body I think the defender tried to come round his left hand side and he rolled him and passed the ball away that's the and key. I said to my nephew that's the idea we were sold of Jackie Marcus yes like that is I don't know Jackie Marcus I like Jackie Marcus and he was a good goal scorer but I think in terms of holding the ball up taking the hits as I think Neil Lennon once called it oh, Jesus. Um, I that. but bringing others into play yeah, yeah. I think the signs there that We've got a good one here. Obviously, we need to mould him into our style, but I, I liked what I saw. He doesn't look to me, and again, uh, small sample size. Um, I'm not necessarily sure he's going to be a big goal scorer. I, I think, uh, to me, what I would say, and I go that again, this goes back to what I mentioned, four four two, Barry. We should not be allowed on podcasts together. I've just realised. Um, but he seems a foil. He seems a real foil for someone. Um, I thought there was a lot. I thought he had a lot of good play today. Um, the points about, you know, in the first half specifically, we had at least four balls go right across um, the, the kind of box, four or five, <clears throat> and he wasn't close to any of them. No. I'm not criticising him for that. That's fine. <coughs> Excuse me. Because he was part of the play, the build-up play, so that that's fine. Do you know who would have been there? Who? Jack Abacus. <laughs> <laughs> I think he reminds me a little bit of. Venegar of Hesselink. Oh. Because Venegar of Hesselink loved rolling a player. He loved dropping deep and being that court, the being that wall that the, the players can play off him and obviously Scott McDonald. They had an amazing partnership and it really was, you know, Venegar of Hesselink, I think, you know, if you've got 10 goals out of him in a season, you're happy because he's creating maybe 15 more. Um, and I think that maybe that's what O is. So he's a very different type of striker to. Kyogo is he's not as direct as Kyogo I don't think um, he seems a I was expecting a bit of a mix of Jackamakis and Kyogo and I'm not sure that's what he is and again this is not a he's just another we, we talked about the, the tool belt he's just another tool to be used to kind of unlock the defences no I, I can see that and I think that Kyogo is just uh, his movement's great but he just seems to be pure goals just now doesn't he yeah. Kyogo whereas I think I think the number of chances we created, and I know that Aberdeen were sort of packed deeply, but I think that be, I think that it, I know I, I know what you're saying about him being a foil, but I think see the two wide players, I think they'll get tons of chances because of yeah. his unselfishness, yeah, yeah, yeah. because of his physicality and the way that he can go either side. So I totally agree. I wish he'd been in there smashing, get a, another double today or something like that for his confidence. But I think 
overall in his performance, I think he can be quite happy with as well. Claire, can you talk us through what happened with the VAR stuff? Because I, I, I was watching it. Oh, God, I knew you were going to come to me for this. Um, <laughs> it happened so quickly in the stadium, and then all of a sudden we've got a penalty, and then all of a sudden there's a VAR check for the penalty, and then all of a sudden there's a VAR check for the offside. Um, and because I messaged you and I was like, what's happening? But because of Celtic Park's... Wi-Fi, probably. Oh, I got it at like half time. I yeah. was like, "What do you mean? What's happening?" Uh, talk, can you talk us through the canal? I'm pretty sure. So, I also because so Maeda was Maeda was ostensibly fouled in the box, but it, I think it was probably a bit of a. It wasn't like a stone cold, and yeah. it wasn't like oh, it was absolute, a coming together, wasn't? Yeah, it was a coming together. So I kind of you know when that happens, sometimes you're not paying attention, and then suddenly it's gone to VAR or they're they're pointing to the spot, and you're like, oh, and then. I didn't quite watch the replay properly either, so but that definitely happened. So there was definitely a coming together. He sends Jota to the penalty spot, and then sudden, and and the commentary team were talking about an offside possibility before it got called in the stadium, and then they were suddenly checking. So the as far as I as far as I saw, there was a ball played through to Jota, and I assumed he was offside. As soon as he hit, I thought he was offside. I thought he was offside, and then I thought as soon as he hits the ball, they'll put the flag up. They didn't put the flag up. And then Maida, there's a coming together with Maida. Yeah, so then they basically went back in time to that ball. Yeah, and then they checked for the penalty, and then they checked this fucking... Yeah. I'm not sure... I'm not sure it would have been a, a penalty. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, but I think the VAR team are probably delighted that there was an offside to go I in I think there the VAR well. was going to give the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Willie well, Colm was pretty adamant himself, wasn't he? Oh, he, he, he instantly goes uh, to the spot. Yeah. Everyone, players were like, what's that for? Uh, Absolutely confused. Um, and again, it took just too long. Yeah, it, it's funny though because it took um, took me about four or five minutes, and there was still only two minutes of injury injury time at halftime. So it's kind of like, mm, come on, like what are we doing here? Um, in regards to the rest of the the half, uh, Jota has a header at the back post that should have been a goal. Definitely. Uh, O'Reilly has a turn and a shot. This turn was exceptional. Um, but the keeper makes a good save. Have you got any other highlights, Claire, that you want to kind of bring up? I'm just scrolling through my notes as we speak to figure out what happened. Um, yeah, I, there's nothing. What you've mentioned is the stuff that I've kind of got written down in my notes. Um, a couple of score um, chances that Jota had. O'Reilly had a shot um, just before the halftime yep. whistle went. Yeah. It was again. It was kind of a bit like that period after we scored the first goal where we were just it we were just doing stuff and we were playing with them they were they were so they were sat so far back so deep so deep I mean it was was pathetic in a way there was a bit and I think we've spoken about this before on pods but see when Celtic are that relentless and really pleasing the crowd there was a bit where the ball went out maybe about 35th minute 40th minute and there was just a ripple of applause all around the stadium because it was if it was almost like See when you think of like historical events like at amphitheatres in Rome where the crowd are just being <laughs> yes. for more, more, more. That's yeah. what it was like. Oh. Yeah. like are yeah, you just, not entertained? Just, yes. <laughs> we yes, are. We <laughs> Thank you very but much. Please entertain us more. Yeah. Um, um, the other thing that's probably like the Aberdeen players were just playing dirty tricks all the time. They were pushing yeah. and shoving the whole time. You know, Duke on Johnson, all yeah. all sorts of stuff was going on that was seemingly happening right in front of the referee a lot of the time, and nothing. Was That's being a very made good point. That's a very good point. They were snidey. They were a bit Shovey. underhanded. Um, what do you expect? Yeah. And then on the flip side, every time they could go down, they would, and they tended to get the foul from Malikom. It's 
a game, a four 0 game where really out with the penalty decision there should have been no controversy but he's still just a wee he's a shite referee yeah, man he's just shite he just and stops everything it's all about him yeah exactly um, and he was getting in the way a lot yeah oh, he does that every game man yeah it's insane he's pretty touched the ball um, <laughs> see with um, half time comes how are you feeling at half time what are your thoughts Claire happy at half time very um, just maybe a bit frustrated because like you say that being for like more and more and going oh we started so well how we not scored more here that we want this to be an absolute like battering so I was just hoping that I, I guess I wanted the subs to come earlier rather than later in the second half so that we could kind of inject that bit of energy back into the game and like do something exciting yeah um, half time buddy yeah um, much the same as Claire I was, there's been a lot of talk about the record goals and see that um, meme or gif of the hangover where it's Alan and he's doing all the sums <laughs> that was <laughs> me like, how are we going to get this 108 goals or whatever it was Love it. but yeah entertained as we say but thinking you know, it should be 4 or 5 at half time anyway and just hoping that we would come out the traps uh, to kind of definitely put the game to bed in the second half yeah I was the same I thought it should have been um, the Jota header which we've not I mentioned it once it really he fucking should have scored I mean, yeah. he really should have scored. He heads it down into the ground, doesn't he? It does, yeah. Is that the one that, that bounces? Right is the one that bounces over the goal? Yeah, bounces <laughs> over the goal. Um, I, I was very, very comfortable, very happy, very entertained. I thought it was. I thought we played some outrageously good football. Um, I thought that uh, everyone was really putting, um, but I did want more goals. Um, my dad texted me halfway through um, and said, "We're up for it today," and then he said, "But we should have kept this for next week." Um, <laughs> and that was, I think he was just referring to the first half. Um, so the second half, a bit odd, really, the second <laughs> half, um, because up until about 70 minutes, I don't have a lot of notes. I'm um, um They had slightly changed their shape, I think, the commentary team were talking about it, and sort of trying to make it a bit more difficult for us to get through, but it never looked like that was going to work in the long term yes yeah. they took that Mayovsky off didn't they they put on a left back yeah um, so again Johnny Hayes kind of moved up a wee bit as well yeah uh, he was playing a weird anybody wanted today wasn't anybody he? fucking wants frankly uh, quite right yeah um, but I just kind of put the you know we weren't as direct or aggressive we were 100% in control and talked about it in his post-match presser um, or the post-match interview with BBC where he basically said um, there was a bit of a dip in the, in the, in the kind of start to middle of the, the second half so even he recognises that because he doesn't often kind of well he, he is very critical at points but it was uh, quite clear kind of pointing that out the only real note I've got before the subs is that Hart gave the ball away Joe Hart makes oh, uh, so that, that's there was an even worse one later on but like not like about 10 minutes into the second half he makes a long pass I think to Johnson and That's gives right. the ball away but they still don't even manage to make anything of that yeah well, what did you make <laughs> of the, the, the first one that you mentioned there the guy behind me was like this is what you did at Ibrooks so remember when yeah. Hart we were totally on control and then he has a brain fart and then it lets them in and it was just a warning sign because um, I think even just before that there was maybe a short did Carter Vickers maybe in the same move? He kind of stumbled a wee bit as yeah. well. Um, and there's always that warning sign that if you take your eye off the ball, it can happen. But can we jump just ahead to the second Joe Hart one? No, no, yeah, let's just focus on the Joe Hart stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, the second one was incredible. It, it was a 
you do know you can go back to your goal. Like, you made an ass yet, but you're allowed to go back. You don't have to stay out. It was almost as if, see when a midfielder loses the ball and then there's a man possessed to try and get it back. To get it back, like, yeah. You're a goalkeeper. Ah, you know. I also thought, I was worried he was going to save it outside of his ah, box. He ah. didn't. The Aberdeen claimed for it, but Claire, what's your thoughts? I mean, very similar. It had that kind of air. To be fair, I haven't had that feeling for a while where Joe Hart's done a Joe Hart thing that's made you go, oh, for fuck's sake, come on, what is happening? The fact that you called it a Joe Hart thing um, is a worry in itself. Huh? And the fact that you've called it a Joe Hart thing (laughs) is a bit of a worry in itself. And I've used that, in my notes, I used that face palm emoji. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that kind of says it all, really. Yeah, I mean, he comes out. The first one, he is a short... The first one's the short pass. Yep. He's trying to head it out to Johnson. He's a bit far out of his goal. He hits it, and it's a short pass. And the Aberdeen player... If the Aberdeen player stops the ball, literally because he's in space, if he stops the ball and just goal, like a golf swing mm. chips it, I think he can get it. But he panics a little bit, and he hits it it's, quick. I was going to say, it's panic, like... When you've got a really experienced keeper like that who's really having to do very little in a game, there's probably a bit of their brain that starts to kind of switch off a little bit. I, this is comp- I'm just making this up. It's, like a te- it's, just, it's a, just a bit of a terrible pass as well. Yeah, but yeah. like, and then so when, when, the, when he makes a mistake, you, like he makes the terrible pass or he fumbles the ball, that's when immediately like he has to suddenly go back to full pelt it's, level you know, and yeah. it's like it, the, he can't do it quick enough so he's, uh-huh. he's it's like fi- it's like fight or flight yeah you either have to go and get the ball back or you have to run back to your goal and if you run back to your goal you're very much in danger of being lobbed yeah and with the first one the guy and you have to make that decision so quickly you just don't make the bad pass yeah brother. but once it's done it's done <laughs> do, you know, know. do you know what i always think as well because soon i watch a game with my dad or People of a certain generation, shall we say, who just don't buy it. We could have like Ederson in goals, and they'd be like, "Why the fuck is he passing the ball when he's a goalkeeper?" It just plays into their hands. But I'm like, I'm like, yes, we shouldn't be doing that. But if we did it better, it'd be okay. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like if you do, if you do that well, it's a massive, massive kind of um, advantage. It's like having an extra midfielder, essentially. But it's it's just trying to get a guy who. I just, you know, I think about next week, oh, next week, you know, just worried. But the second one was just a bit harem scarum, just like can, completely it, mental. You, it, like, do your noise, it was that. <laughs> yeah, um, that was but that was the only danger in the entire game, Barry, in regards to... It was literally like, the only way we were going to concede was if we shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And without us being um, at our brilliant best, I still feel... It might just be recency bias, bias, but I think this is a Celtic team who I completely trust in terms of controlling games. Yeah. Like, it seems like more than any least, even Rogers' team, who I think dipped off after the first season, but I think this, even when we're not scintillating, we're still very, very good, I yeah. think. Yeah. Claire, you were still confident that we were in control for this second yeah. half. <clears throat> there was still no real worry, and you also knew, well, the, that the subs were... You know, he had, well, before the Joe Hart thing, he had this triple sub made, and then Kyogo came on. So I, that's what kind of what I was looking forward to. I was like, "There's going to, I feel feel like there's going to be a second. It felt Wins. like there was going to be a second phase in that yeah. game. Yeah, and that, that's probably something that we've not had again in Celtic teams where you know that we do have these. It's like reinforcements, don't we? That are going to come on and change, take the game in a different direction, even. If we're playing well or if we're not playing well, we have those gears to go to. Yeah, absolutely. So as we say, like it's like 
the second half was kind of split into two halves almost within itself. Mm -hmm. um, we were in control, we were comfortable, but we weren't necessarily as aggressive as or, as or as direct as we were in the first half. We make substitutions, 62nd minute. Abada, Haksabanovic and Awata come on for Jota, O'Reilly and Maida. Happy to see Awata, Barry? Very happy, yeah, and I was quite impressed with him. Um, physicality, um, I think that's been mentioned. And it's, ha it's, it's hard to tell which foot he prefers. Yeah. Because uh, I assumed that, because uh, I think the top was he could play right back, centre half, uh, defensive midfield, but he tends to use his left foot quite a lot, so good to have options to do that. But um, no, I, I thought it was really good. Um, he sort of glides across the middle of the park. There was a bit where I was sort of urging him to shoot as well, but he seems like, oh, maybe that's not, not my a, business. Uh, I don't mean to. He's a bit pointy, he's a bit Peter Grant pointy, yeah. pointing where things should be, which I like. Uh -huh. uh, Claire, uh, Abada, Haksabanovic, Awata come on for Jota, O'Reilly, Maida, happy with that? Very happy with that, um, makes absolute sense, delighted for you of course to see Haksabanovic coming on. Haksaw coming on, absolutely <laughs> delightful, delightful, I did shout with a big cheer when he came on. Yeah, nice for them to come on, especially players like... Haksabanovic Nuwata, who hasn't had much game time yet in a situation that Half looks very controllable and where we're up yeah. like that, so they're able to sort of stretch their legs a wee bit. Yeah, it gives them half an hour as well. Does it give them 10? Gives them yeah. almost 30 full minutes. But just uh, Haksabanovic as well as his usual bright self. He always has that wee sort of... He likes to do that sort of dainty sort of feint and then through ball, and I think... It's hard because he obviously hasn't getting as much opportunity as right, but I think, as you say, next season under... He does look a keen bean, though, when he yeah. comes on, doesn't yeah, he? he's desperate. Maybe <laughs> sometimes too keen. Aye. Yeah. But, um, no, there's definitely a player there, and you're hoping that we'll see more of him as, as things go on. Yeah, absolutely. So they come on for Jota O'Reilly and Maida. Um, o then comes off for Kyogo. Um, just on O, just a good day at the office, Barry? Yeah, um, I think it's shown more of his... Again, more that he's a team player. Um, sometimes you want them to be a bit more selfish. Um, but I'm encouraged with what I've seen and uh, looking forward to seeing more of them. Um, but yeah, you always want your strikers to score goals and lots of them, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Claire, happy with O, just in yeah. all these early yeah, days, very, but good. Yeah. yeah. Um, 75th minute, we get a goal. Um, I've actually put here Rio as opposed to Hitati. So I'm just going to call him Rio now. Um, incredible ball control. Uh, and then that this is the thing where he just keeps the ball. Haksabanovic has the ball and he kind of fights for it and then it breaks to the Aberdeen player. Hatati nips in and he just he just has the ball at his feet and he kind of juggles it. Um, he nutmegs the Aberdeen player. Talk me through, he Claire. sends it to Callum McGregor who sends it back to him. Like the interplay between those two. That's that's kind of the, the sort of when we were talking about Callum McGregor earlier and how we stopped talking about him. We yeah. like He does stuff like that. And because Hatate's the star of the show and because Hatate's the one who ends up scoring, it, all the focus is there, but he couldn't have done what he did without that little one-two with McGregor, who gets it back to him, but then, again, like, the finish was just exceptional again. Yeah. I think... I don't know if it's just me personally, or, but it seemed like, again, like it was that different noise. Like How many times have we scored a third goal at Celtic Park and it's just like kind of go through the motions? But I think because of... I think juggling's like the, the word that you use, Gal. And that, that's something that O'Reilly did a lot today. She sort of passed the ball between both their, both their feet. And just that determination to get on the ball again and strike it home. And it was almost jump out your seat because you yeah. were watching something really special. Um, and what a player. And I, I quite liked quite liked how 
straight after that we took him off to get the ovation and it was rapturous yeah absolutely I mean uh, he comes off in the 78th minute for for gym bag and um, I like when managers do that give that the player the, the rapturous applause and everyone was on their feet and um, best player in the country best yep. player in the country 100%. for me um, the final goal um, which comes in the 88th minute um, I've put here Haksabanovic superb feet clear um, the final goal, yes. <laughs> oh, at, like incredible feet. So the ball comes across from Johnson for Haksabanovic. Um, he's just like, no, that's I've got that wrong. I've mixed my notes up. It's his work against the Aberdeen defence that gets the ball across to Abada. Yeah. And it's just... He does that drop. I always say you're clear about the drop, the drop of the shoulder, yeah, but yeah. that drop of the shoulder genuinely... He sends people to the shops with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's genuinely outrageously good. He's act. kind of got what we were talking a little bit about with... He's got that quality you like to see, which is that he will just take folk on, like, the, in, a little bit the way that Hatati does. Like, he's just like, OK, there's play... It's almost like they see it as a an extra wee challenge. Yeah, that's it. What, what I loved about this, because I think... It was the over-the-top... Over like, obviously, the faint or the dummy, whatever you call it, the over-the-top reaction of the Aberdeen player like <laughs> completely sends him to the shops like his arms swing around like that like oh for fuck's sake and I think before he composes himself the ball's running in the back of the net and it's a, what Abada does best that coming in from the right hand side um, and the power he gets in it as well um, it's a great finish it is um, really good left foot as well I think it is I think so yeah, yeah um, so no brilliant and again Haksabanovic can be delighted with his cameo because he's again had an assist and he's probably not done enough to get the start but he's pushed himself up to be one of the first or second sub he seems to be taking his chances when he if he gets a small couple of minutes he seems to be doing more of that with that than and again i don't mean to pick on david turnbull but when david turnbull maybe gets a game he's maybe not being as effective yeah he's also kind of got that He's demonstrating his flexibility as well when he's coming on because obviously even on the in the time that he was on, when Forrest came on, he was kind of moved. He moved and, he, and it, it didn't seem to affect his the the way that he was playing or his ability or his kind of. Obviously, he was really heavily involved in that final goal, and it, he was it, it didn't drop off when he was moved or no. I didn't yeah. think oh he's better there than there. Uh, he's someone who strikes me as. As you, I think you said extremely confident in his ability and he's got that gallusness as well he's um, a wido man I yeah. love it gallusness um, I suppose you have to be gallus to have a, a neck tattoo but um, With a we're not holding that against him <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, in regards to Awata it was good to see kind of Cal McGregor went up to the 8 and Awata dropped to the 6 but they were switching there was times yeah. when um, McGregor would hold back and Awata would move forward and Awata would hold back and McGregor would move forward what I noticed as well because I think there was, I can't remember if it was maybe on the, it was either on the agenda or the weekly, there was talk about how sometimes we're very top heavy down the left hand side, but it was interesting that when O'Reilly went off, McGregor went to the right hand side of the yeah. the two number eights, um, and then it maybe shows how influential he is, because most of our play then did come over down the right hand side. side, but it was good to see him there, because it means he can open his body and he's got the whole pitch in front of him from that right hand side, so... That might be something we see probably into next season um, if Iwata kind of gets more settled and has a good pre-season behind him. Absolutely. Um, the game finished four goals to nil for Glasgow Celtic. Hatati got two goals, McGregor got a goal and of course uh, Abada uh, 
as well. Fantastic. Um, I want to get your man of the match, player of the match, and your any takeaways that you have. I think it, we'll start with you. I think it has to be Rio Hatati. Um, just for everything he does, he's. I think that showed the best of him in many aspects: the physicality, the nimbleness, the quickness of mind and feet. Um, now maybe the one criticism you could have labelled against him before the last couple of weeks was that he hasn't scored enough goals. That's four and two. Four and two, so I think that's maybe six for the season now. Um, so yeah, I think he's, you sort of coined it perfectly when you said the best player in the country and I think that's that's uh, a fitting title for him because he is. Uh, Claire, you're man of the match, I play the match. Uh, indisputably, I agree with Barry. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has to, there is no one else who it could be. <laughs> I would give it Starfield. Um, Barry, do you, do you, of course it's real high daddy. Barry, you got any takeaways? I think it's good to see the 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 evolution of Angie's sort of first season into the second season. I spoke earlier about that control, which I think is more evident now than last season because last season it got a bit ragged at points. Yeah, and that's probably understandable because it was a new system, sort of a big turnover of new players. But I think we're People talk about that difficult second album or difficult second season. This is, I, I think you maybe said during the week, it maybe hasn't hit the heights. Some of them have been really good, but I love this. I love watching this team play. Um, we have found a way to break the low block. We have quick, incisive passing, and there's goals all over the team. So I think my takeaway really is it's, it's a joy to watch this Celtic team, and we're really building towards something special. Claire, any takeaways? I mean, mine was, you kind of mentioned it there. I think that I'm really enjoying the fact that just listening to the radio on the way in and kind of thinking about where our goals have come from this season and how you said, you know, Hatate's been playing really well, but he hadn't really scored. And then he's got four and two. The, the way that the goals are coming from, I love it when goals are shared across the team like that because it makes you feel a bit more invincible, I think. I think that a team where you're relying, you know, on we had player. it with the women's team with Charlie Wellings last year. She was scoring all the goals. And it meant that when she went, this, you just you have this huge hole. So if you have an injury, if you've, you've got a vulnerability in a way as well as a strength, whereas we've really shored ourselves up in terms of a goal difference is just... Ridiculously high, um, ridiculously good. Yeah, I think that's a great point because we've, all, we've had it. And it can be good when you have a striker who scores all the goals, but as you say, even if they have, if they have a, uh, an off day, um, whereas if you've got six or seven players which I think we potentially could have by the end of the season six or seven players in double figures yeah um, it means that it must be a nightmare for opposition managers to try and set up against us because you haven't got one target yeah, man that you can yeah. absolutely we now focus ourselves uh, towards the League Cup final on Sunday uh the coverage starts tomorrow. Myself and Barry and Alan uh, did a feature during the week on the 6-2 game. That drops tomorrow. Barry, an absolute joy to do. Yeah, loved it. Loved reminiscing and um, hopefully it'll really get people in the mood for the week ahead. Absolutely. We've got the women's game on Friday. Celtic versus Rangers. We're, look, we're going to be going to that. Looking Two to derbies in a weekend is going to be too much for my wee heart to take, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, plenty more to come. Um, as we say, um, we've got the um, press conference audio coming up straight after. But Barry Gallagher is always an absolute joy. Thank you. I've loved it. And just as I was leaving the, the ground, I could hear the Green Brigade singing Bring on the Rangers. Uh, and I love that. It, it really kind of sets you up. So... 
I'll echo that. Bring on the Rangers. Bring on the Rangers. Claire Wilde, pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Here's to next weekend. Here's to next weekend. I'm Chris Gallagher, and from Barry Gallagher, from Claire Wilde, and from myself, bring on the Rangers. Yeah, I thought it was good. In the first half, I thought we were excellent. Um, football was, uh, you know, the tempo, the intensity we played, the quality of our football was outstanding. Uh, you know, we scored a couple of good goals. Uh, probably could add a couple more. The uh, second half, 15, 20 minutes, was a bit of a grind. But again, guys coming on gave us the energy we needed and uh, finished strong. So, uh, yeah, very pleased. I think you Quite often pick out specific players, but Leon Tati with another two goals today, two goals last week from the bench. He just looks insensibly informed right now. Yeah, he's going well. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, he wants to be the best football he can be and he's not, he's not one who's going to settle for where he's at. And uh, every day he comes in wanting to be a little bit better and, you know, he pushes himself to the absolute limits and consistently asks, you know, of us to to give him the feedback he needs to, to be the best footballer he can. And, you know, he's reaping those rewards. And I've got no doubt there's more to come from him because, uh, you know, that's his mindset. He wants to be a top footballer and he's not going to just settle for where he's at um, at this moment. You were talking before the game in the press conference yesterday about how the team are constantly improving nine wins in a row. Uh, do you feel that you're in the best possible place you can be going to next weekend's League Cup final? Again, I think for our, from our perspective, it's about, like I said, just consistently looking to improve as a team. And I think we've been strong for a long time. I think we've been strong from the start of the season, to be fair. But, you know, our goal was to finish the season stronger than we started, which is it's a fair benchmark because our first half of the season was outstanding. But I think, you know, we are doing that. And as long as we're consistently looking to, to keep in ra- raising our levels, not get too caught up in, in kind of... Um, looking too far ahead or, or looking for what's uh, you know, come before us that you know we stay in the moment we keep playing our football and keep wanting to improve then you know we'll we'll get again we'll get the rewards for that just being ahead in the league do you have any psychological advantage going to final against you? no I mean you know I think cup, cup football is cup football um, you know it's especially you know, in any round, you know that you're going into it with the possibility of, irrespective of form, that you know um, any team can win it, and same even more so in the final. I mean, we we played Hibs last year, and uh, you know it's a pretty tight game. So, uh, you know, from our perspective, we're not going into it thinking that um, anything other than we've got to be the best we can be to to get the job done, which is what we do every week. Yeah, I thought he did really well. He's uh, you know, again, he's um, he's come in and, and it's fair to say, you know, it's not easy for a young guy to come halfway around the world and, and adjust, but he's he's tackled it really well and um, he was good today. I thought his link-up play with us was excellent. He was a bit unlucky with a couple of crosses, just didn't fall for him. Um, you know, he shows what he can bring to the team. And, you know, it's, he's a different type of, obviously, striker to, to Kiorgo and, you know, I thought some of the... The combinations with him were really exciting in terms of the future, and we knew whatever he did today. That's just a sort of platform for him to to he'll get better and he'll, he'll improve. But you know, I thought he did a good job for us. You said that Kiel was a flexible and he proved that right. But coming back today was it important to get him a few minutes today, or do you feel it would have been fine if you had him? Yeah, it would have been fine. But you know, um, John Kennedy just kept telling me, "Look, he's getting really angry. You better put him on." So. Uh, <laughs> 
I didn't have much choice. I thought he was going to sneak on at one point. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, look, uh, like I said, I just thought before the game it was a good chance to give those some minutes because, you know, Kyogre's been outstanding in recent times and, um, you know, it was going to be hard for us to find a game for <coughs> O with <coughs> the fact we're only playing a game a week at the moment. You know, we've obviously got a, a one midweek game coming up, which gives us another opportunity. But I just thought I didn't want to go too long without giving our start. And I thought today was a good opportunity to do that. But, yeah, Kyogre was fine. He's raring to go and looking forward to, I guess, um, next week now. Yeah, and, and you know, um, again, that's for me, not for me to, to judge, but, you know, it's it's credit to the guys that you can easily sort of, like I said, rest on your laurels or, <clears throat> you know, sort of try and bask in the in the success or, <clears throat> you know, your, your, your form at the moment, but <clears throat> there's none of that. You know, they keep pushing on. They keep wanting to score more goals. It's, it's the kind of team you want to be, um, you know, in the last couple of games, you know, the, the, the result's been well and truly done, but we're scoring goals in extra time, you know, of, of, of football games. And people usually focus on that when it gives us a result. But it's just as important, I think, you know, in, in games like these because it just shows you the kind of football team we want to be. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's what our fans want to see. They want to see a winning football team, but they also want to see a team that's exciting and scores goals and this team does that. And... We want to continue to, to kind of be that that kind of team that's successful, but also, um, you know, hopefully excites our, our fans. Yeah, what's the with yeah, I was just pulled up a bit sore at training yesterday, and again, it's just one of those where I thought, well, you know, he's he's played a lot for us to be fair yeah, recently, and um, I just thought it was a good game. Um, I was pretty keen to give Iwata some game time as well. Like I said, without midweek games, it becomes a bit difficult. So. Um, <clears throat> I just thought it was a good one for, for us to sit out and, um, you know, talking to the medical team, uh, both him and Turnbull uh, will be training Tuesday, Wednesday when we're in and should be right for the final. As you said, the low pressed up front, a mobile target man that holds the ball up really well and likes it play. Was his physical style an area that you wanted to improve on, um, especially for domestic games? And how do you think that will translate into Europe next time? Yes, it's not an area we want to improve on, but I think it's an area where, you know, we've kind of tried to set up the team where we can um, be a threat in, in different ways. And, you know, I've often said that even though we, we you know, we've got four or five wingers, they're all different. You know, we've got midfielders who are all different. And, and I think the, uh, the, the attributes that O has um, just gives us another sort of, you know, weapon for us to, to hurt teams. Like I said, well, I want us to be a team that scores goals and we to score goals we can't be just one dimensional. We've got to have multiple threats and he gives us a different kind of threat and but that's not to say he's not um you know, he's not mobile either, you know. I think he has the capacity to <clears throat> make runs to get him behind. It's a bit harder because that kind of stuff needs understanding, but I can already see that the lads are sort of starting to pick up his movement and uh, I'm sure that that'll, um, you know, like I said, whatever he, you know, whatever he did today, we'll improve on and, and you know, make us a better team. With the Iwata coming in as, as the six, does that liberate Callum McGregor to push up to a more active position? And has he been using his influence as captain to kind of get a wee shot for the game? No, no, he's, I think, you know, I think Cal's, you know, pretty comfortable wherever we put him. I think he's, he's just one of these footballers, you know, you, you could, 
probably put him anywhere on the park and he's going to make a contribution. Uh, but, yeah, there's no doubt, I, you know, my, my thoughts were we need somebody else who can play in that sixth role who's <clears throat> as comfortable on the ball. And, um, you know, with Tomoki, it's just um, taken a little bit longer for me to get him the game time. Again, he's come in at an unusual time without midweek games. Um, but he's, he's he's slowly getting up to speed and um, I know we'll, we'll need him over the next sort of period. And, um, yeah, it does it does allow us to push Cal more forward if we need to or give give him a rest even though he, he won't want one. Um, but, you know, I think, um, again, it was important we got him some game time today. How do you feel playing with Obviously, you've got that massive um, we just focus on the here and now. We're uh, enjoying our football, an exciting uh, brand of football, and we just want to continue that. How is it playing with Rio Atate? I know the team often don't like to pick out individuals, and that doesn't, but he's got two fantastic goals against Sedian last week. What's it like playing with him? Yeah, he's playing really well. He's uh, an outstanding player since he came to the club. He's contributed a lot, and um, he's continuing to do it, to be honest. His form's been outstanding. Standing, and um, we love playing with them and having them. Not that it, it can get unconvincing, um, obviously, in recent weeks, but was it important to get one of the winners of the game at the weekend? I think, excuse me, uh, I think it's always important to uh, perform when we've got 60,000 fans here. We, um, we want to impress them, we don't ever want to waste an opportunity, and I think today was one of them. I really need that. <laughs> Yeah, um, a good goal, good start from the game, in the game, sorry. And uh, what we needed at early on was to set the tone, and I think we did that, especially in the first half. There's so many options, obviously, Ole got his first start today. Yeah, I thought he did really well. He's done extremely well every time he's come onto the pitch, and today was uh, no different. Held the ball up well for us, was a threat in behind, and uh, worked his socks off as... The manager demands from everyone, so yep, no different, and I'm sure Ole will be pretty pleased with his performance. The final coming a good time for you boys, Craig, and it feels like you're in a good place. Um, it's the next fixture, so it is what it is. We, we know it's a big one. Um, the the badge demands success, demands trophies, so we aim to try and deliver them, but we want to deliver them in a certain way, playing attacking football, and Sunday will be no different. Yeah, of course, we've... Um, and certainly domestically we've been pretty, pretty clean, pretty um, successful, so hopefully that can continue right to the end of the season. <laughs> no, like how can we, I don't decide these things, we just uh, focus on ourselves, don't decide who's favourites, don't decide who's the better team, we just focus on ourselves and uh, being the best version of ourselves, um, Sunday will be no different and we will we'll be there giving our best version of ourselves. Last time you went um, I don't think we dwell on the past too much to be honest we focus on the here and now we, we as I touched on with the club demands trophies success attacking football so of course that's part and parcel and Sunday demands that so we we know how big the occasion is of course we do but we also know that we want to do it playing our football what do you make of the new players that came in? Is there any of them that feel excited for you? I think they've all contributed. Um, Ali, of course, is probably the main one because he's played the most. He's um, done really well. We um, we lost Judah. Tony was injured for a period, so Ali's had to 
get the minutes in and he's been outstanding. Understood a, a way of playing that took us a while for us when the manager came in and he's just slowed down seamlessly. So I'm sure he's um he's done really well. But then you've also got O who's played really well today. Tom will come on. I think he showed his qualities. And then Yuki, I think, has played a couple of games and looked really solid. So um hopefully they'll uh, continue to do that.